Hello, and welcome to season three of Unadulterated Heart. It is I, your host and friend, Rachel the Beloved. This season is going to get deep, so I hope you're ready for some filet mignon. I'm going to go sit at the table in the presence of my enemies. I'll see you there. In this episode, Pastor Gary joins me on a discussion about the questions he had before joining the family of God and his lifelong pursuit to know the Creator's love. Pastor Gary has become so dear to me in the short amount of time that I've known him. He is one of the most humble, genuine lovers of Jesus that I've ever met, and he truly cares for his congregation. This conversation is way too good to take any more time on this intro, so let's listen in. So today I have Pastor Gary with me from Bridge City Church. Pastor Gary, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, I was looking forward to doing this. So Absolutely. It's going to be so fun. I've just so enjoyed being at Bridge City and the family that is there, just the heart of worship, the heart after Jesus. I just absolutely love, love Bridge City Church, and I just appreciate everything that you do, Pastor Gary. So, Well, thanks. I appreciate you're, you're you. part of that, though. Again, your, your heart your heart for Jesus, uh, again, it's a light that shines, and you know it's infectious. You light up the darkness just walking in the room. Rachel. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. That okay. means a lot. That does. That does. So, so the first question I have for you, if you don't mind sharing is uh, if you could tell us about your testimony of coming to have a relationship with Jesus. Sure. Sure. I came to Jesus really from a, not from a dark place, but from a searching place. Uh, I yeah. was, uh, I was 21 years old and life was really going well. I, I drove my my Chrysler, uh, that was a big deal back in the day. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I drove my Chrysler. I had an office on the 21st floor of the Clark Building, downtown Pittsburgh, and overlooking the Allegheny River. And, and really, I had everything mm. the world told me I was supposed to have. I say I, I had the mm. job, I had the car, and I had the girl. I was engaged at the yeah. time. And, uh, yeah. and I had everything. I had, I, life was good. I was 21. And, but I knew something was missing. I, I, Rachel, like I knew something, there was something off. Like there's got to be more than this. I actually kind of felt like I was sold a bill of goods. You know, I I got everything they told me I was supposed to have and I'm still empty inside. And, and so I was definitely, I was definitely a searcher. Uh, Mm. There's got, there's got to be more. Yeah. So that put me on this path of, of, of hunting, you know, like there's, there's got to be more. And and honestly, down inside, I knew God was the answer. Uh, I was raised in Mm. church. Uh, in a denominational church, and in, and I knew God was the answer, but I knew there had to be more than what I had experienced, you know, in my in my church experience. And uh, okay. what had happened was I had a younger brother uh, who was went on one went to a Jesus festival with a few other teens from that denominational church, and they they had a, a life changing experience. And I remember him, he came home and he was telling my, my, myself and my fiance who became my wife, uh, she, he was saying, you got to come to our meeting, you got to come to our meeting. And, and, you know, I was like, oh, that, that's, that's fine. This will wear off, but it didn't wear off. There was still a fire in him. And, wow. and after a few weeks, and again, I'm in this searching place right in this moment. And I, I remember sh- sharing with my, my my fiance Donna, I was like, I said, I I got to go to that meeting and find out what this is. I said, I I've mm. got to know what this this could be what I'm looking for. 
Uh, wow. and, and I went to this meeting and I had some people explain to me what Christianity was, you know, that it wasn't just a religious experience, but this whole idea of, of relationship and, and purpose. And honestly, that, that was the transformation for myself and my wife. I, I don't have a date where it was like, this is, this is the day I you know said this prayer. It didn't work like that for us. For us, it was, it was, uh, it was literally like, it, it was like a process. I, I heard this message. And I'm like, this is it. Jesus is it. We're in. And, and we just started yes. our walk from there. But that's, so that's really how we, that's how we came into the kingdom. Yeah. So what, what you knew of Christianity growing up just wasn't what you experienced in this new thing with your brother. No, no. Like I said, okay. I, you know, yeah, it was, uh, I said, I, I, this is the way I would put it. I knew about God. I knew about him, but I didn't know him in a personal way. You know? Right. I didn't know I was supposed yeah. to know him in a personal way. Right. And that, and isn't that the way it is so much, certainly in our culture right now? Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that's why there's so many lukewarm Christians out there, because they don't realize that there's so much deeper uh, that that can go into your walk so much so much more that you can experience with him that is exciting and new yes. and yeah. it's refreshing and brings so much joy. But yeah, if it's just a textbook that you read, then yes. that could be boring. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know how good it was. I always joke around, you know, we were, when I was younger, there was a Bible floating around called the Good News Bible, and uh, the problem was nobody ever told me what the good news was. <laughs> it, it didn't seem right. like good news to me. It didn't seem like good news to me, Rachel. It was like uh, God just wants to take away everything I want to do. <laughs> but I, I, I didn't know there was good news in the book. You know, I knew it was like there was a bunch of rules. Uh, and I, and I right. actually believed I needed the rules, but I just don't want right. them now. I'm going to put this off as long as I can. And uh, that's but, exactly what I used to say. I used yeah. to say I will settle down and do this Jesus thing when I'm older, because right now I just want to have fun. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I didn't, I didn't have the concept uh, of God being good and loving and and on my side, so to speak. Uh, and so that was it was life transforming to meet the real Jesus. So but I'm, I'm a perfect example of, of believing not being enough. Like I believed in God, but I, I had a totally wrong concept of who he was. And, and I certainly wow. wasn't a follower. I wasn't a follower. That's for sure. So. Absolutely. I, I definitely know what you mean. And this actually brings up um, quickly. I know that this wasn't going to be part of it, but I really love how you explain Christianity and even the bridge oh, um, yeah. description and stuff like that. So if you wouldn't mind kind of explaining that right here, because it is so powerful and so simple. Um, and I think that it would just be a really good thing to put in this episode, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Well, let's, let's see if I can, I can do it um, with making a picture in the mind. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, this is something that, uh, that in our church family at Bridge City, we use this to explain Christianity. Because, again, there's so many people that, that have never really heard what Christianity is about. They have ideas, right. but they, they don't know what it is. And, and uh, a couple of things, we, we really try to just make clear through an actually an illustration that, that you can write on the back of a 
placemat in a in a restaurant, uh, an right. illustration that illustrates the gospel, and 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 just sharing it with you. There are a couple of points we we really tried to make. You know, the the basics being, of course, God created us uh, as because He's a God of love. He wanted the people to love, uh, but we know from the Bible, from the from the story of the Bible, that man messed it up. That was Adam and Eve, and we wanted to do our own thing. And reality is, if if we if Adam didn't screw it up, I'm I'm quite confident I would have. I've made it very <laughs> clear in my own life that I like to do my own thing. And so yeah. there's this now separation between us and God. There's a gap. And every human on the face of the planet knows there's this disconnect. Every human knows it. And and yeah. what do we try to do? Well, we try to do good things. We raise money for the cancer society. We may help at the community food bank. We may go to church. But but at, at the, I always say, like, in the darkness of night, when you're laying in bed all alone, you know you're still not connected with God. Like, there's something yeah. missing. And and the Bible actually says the news gets worse because we're disconnected from God because of our sin. And the Bible says that if we die in this disconnect, that the end is death. And, of course, the Bible, though, when it talks about death, doesn't mean the end of your life. It means separated. Like, you're separated from God, like heaven and hell like adam got separated from god when he sinned and so this is all bad news here up to now up to this point yeah. right we yeah. we god created us out of love we messed it up and no matter how many good things we do we're still not right and we deserve to be separated from him from ever, forever but rachel because mm -hmm. you matter to god and i matter to god what we couldn't do god did for us by sending his son to die on the cross and we have to choose to accept that and, and that cross becomes a bridge to get us over to relationship with God. And right. that's the, that's what we need to do. And and of course, but there's a couple issues, a couple questions that I feel needed, that certainly needed answered for me before I could really buy this thing that Jesus is as good as we say. And the first question I had to have answered was, how could a good God send people to hell? I mean, yeah. again, that's a question that all of us ask at one point or another. And, right. and, and the thing is, if we really think about what Jesus did, though, is that Jesus didn't, God doesn't send anybody to hell. People choose not to cross the bridge that is the cross of Jesus Christ. People choose not to accept the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross to get right. back to heaven, to get back connected to God. Because, right. again, who screwed everything up? We did. Yeah. Who fixed it? He did. He did. Right. He does not. God does not send people to hell. People choose not to accept Jesus as the bridge back to God. And and that was revelation to me. It's like, oh, I get it. OK, but that led me to a second question was, well, why did God create us to do evil things? I mean, he creates <laughs> us, allows us to do evil. Then he judges us. I mean, what's up with that? <laughs> That's right. What, right. What's my head? See, but that came back to the issue of love. But like you get this figure, so um, let's just say Rachel with you and your mom. Like if if Rachel, if, if you have to love your mother, is that really love? If you have absolutely no choice, right? No, like a robot. No, it's, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. If, if 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 I have to love you and I have no choice, that's not love. You know, no. love love demands choice. God is a God of love. So he had to give me the choice whether to love him or not. He had to take that great risk. And and he so otherwise this is this whole thing is a puppet show. And exactly. it's the matrix. You know, 
take the blue pill and everything will be the same tomorrow, right? It's right. So, so he had to give us a choice. And so God doesn't send people to hell. And he had to give you a free will. He had to give you the opportunity to disobey or else he's not a God of love because he wants love. So those were two questions that, that I had to have answered. And I think we all need answered at one point. But the big question, of course, is how do we get across that bridge? How do we get back connected to God? And the first thing is we have to ask Jesus to forgive us. If we don't ask generic God, uh, if Jesus is the one that died on that cross. And you always say, that, why is the cross the emblem of Christianity? Well, if there is no cross, we have no hope. The cross yeah. is how we get connected. And Jesus dying for us, uh, um, uh, dying for my sin is is how I get connected once again. So it's it's Jesus. Jesus, forgive me. And you know, Rach, I, I, I imagine you'd agree with this. I've never met anybody in my life who said they didn't need forgiven. Yeah, never met anybody. Definitely. Everyone says everyone says they need forgiven. So Absolutely. that so that's the first thing. Second one, you got to declare him the leader of your life, the boss, the superintendent, the the mass. The Bible says master, and let's face it, that's that's where it gets sticky. Everybody wants right. Jesus to forgive us, but but the, that's because we don't understand what kind of God He is. This is where like you and I were saying, I didn't know the good news. You know? Yes. But, but there's an illustration we use to explain how good God is. And let's say that in the in there's a penitentiary here in Pittsburgh, and uh, and again at that pen down at that penitentiary uh, is someone on death row. And Rachel, let's just say again, I know your mother's precious to you, right? So yeah, absolutely, of course. But, okay, well, let me use your mom as an example and use you in this in this illustration. There's this person person on death row, and they deserve to die. Uh, they they even admit they're guilty. And and I came to you and said, Hey, Rach, how about you take your mother and put your mother in that guy's place, and mm. your mother will die, and that guy can go free. But but actually, you mm. need to know this guy may never say thank you. In fact, he may spit in your face and say, I did not ask you to do it. And you still gave up your mom. Could you imagine doing such a thing? And Absolutely not. No, it's that's that's like insane. Yeah. Yeah. And, and but reality is that's what the father in heaven did for us when he sent Jesus to die in our place just for the chance that we would accept that and cross that bridge and be in relationship with him. That's wow. the God that we serve. That's the good news that I never knew of. And, and let's take it a step further, Rachel. If you gave your mother for someone like that, some gave your mother's life, your, her life for that, for someone like that. At that point, if that person needs wisdom, how to live, if they need provision, I mean, so you're going to give it to them because you already gave them your most prized possession. I mean, it, right. it's irrational to think that God's going to keep something from you at this point. He is for you. And 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 it's 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 irrational. It's irrational to think that God would give his son and now say, I'm gonna keep something from you. No, he wow. What else does he have to do to prove to us he's on our side? And right. And I'll tell you, when I came to that revelation of how good he is, that he loves me in a way that I would never love, it's easy to make him the leader. It's easy to make him the leader. See, so so again, so we we come to this place of starting a relationship with God by saying, Jesus, forgive me. And I'm making you, I'm, you're the boss. I can follow you because nobody has ever loved me the way you do. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you're right. That go, Oh, go ahead. 
that's well, that's our story. That's that's how we share faith. Absolutely. And that's whenever you said that about really realizing how much he loves you and and the depth of that love, it really does make it easier to allow him to lead you. Because like you said, why would he keep anything from you? You know, yeah. I, I wish that I would have looked at it like that um, even just a couple years ago when I was going through like such a hard time not being able to get pregnant and things like that. Because yeah, if so- I would have looked at him like my loving father that wasn't just trying to keep something from me, that he just had a plan that just so happened. It wasn't my plan, you know, like that's, that's, it's hard for people, you know, to accept things Mm. like that. But whenever we go back to the basics and really think about, like you said, that type of sacrifice and that type of love, of course, he isn't just keeping a blessing from us to harm us. He has a different plan. That's so, it's so true. And, and, and let's face it, in this life, we have grief and we have pain. and right. But that does not negate a good God. Uh, Absolutely. His, his ways are our ways. And, uh, right. and I, I always tell people, like, you know, people, won't, you, you have, because there is grief and pain we all have. There's crisis. And, yeah. and, I, and I don't understand. I don't understand these things. However, you can't tell me God is not a God of love because he, he proved that forever 2,000 years ago. I mean, right. 2,000 years ago, when I think about 2,000 years ago, Jesus settled forever the question about, is he a God of love? Because he right. did something for us that we wouldn't do. I, I, I've, yeah. I've told people, I said, if, look, if your salvation, if your salvation depended on me giving up my firstborn son, then, then you know, you're all going to hell because I'm not giving him up. You know, I'm not, it's not happening. That's not, that's not happening. And, and so I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. Right. What else does he have to do to prove to us? Right. So that that's exactly ahead. true. And, and now that I know him like this, the, the type of love I can, I can look back and really, and really say, you know, God, you do you, my ways are not your ways. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And you have a better plan than I could even imagine having on my own. So it's, it, I can, I can truly trust him that even though, you know, these, the, that, that thing never happened. His, his plan really is better, no matter what. Oh, amen. He sees the big picture. He sees the he sees the big picture. So, yeah. so yeah. So okay. So let's let's go ahead. Um, oh, unless oh, did you have anything more to say about that specific point before I move on? No, you know, I really I I thought to get this understanding, this love of God changes everything. It changes it does. everything. You know, there's that scripture in in Peter in Second Peter in the first chapter where Peter goes through all the benefits of serving God. And then he gets to to around verse 10 or so. And he says, he says, I will never grow tired of reminding you of these things. Like basically (laughs) he's saying, as long as I live, I'm going to keep reminding you. Yeah. And and it was all about God loves you. God has already won a way for you. God is good. And Mm. mm, Mm. man, help us catch up. I know, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. So the next question I have for you is if you could tell us one, at least one of the most powerful experiences that you've had with the father. Okay. Um, probably one of the most life defining moment. Yes. After my salvation. Love uh, it. Was understanding and coming to a place of understanding how great God's love was, mm-hmm. uh, that, um, 
again, it, it, you know, I, I, had, you know, I was already pastoring. I had, um, I preached series on the love of God. You know, <laughs> I understood it. So I thought, and, um, <laughs> and, and then my wife and I uh, went up to Toronto to what was known as the Toronto blessing. This is probably, Ooh. this is probably about 27 years ago, 28 years ago. And there was this thing happening in Toronto that, was affecting the world. You know, you're reading about it in, in magazines and, and it's, it's like, it's only wow. five hours from Pittsburgh. We got to go find out what this is. So, yeah. and uh, we go up there and yeah, I, I was, I was part skeptical, part, part, you know, excited, you know, God, what's going, what's going on? Cause I'm, we're open. We're totally open. And yeah. um, we go up there and there's like, it's like a, it's an uh, old warehouse, not, not an old warehouse, but a big warehouse type building by the, by the Toronto airport and uh, we go in and there's you know, over 2000 people there for sure. Uh, I don't, I can't remember how many nations were represented just that night. It was like a weeknight Thursday night or something. And, uh, and we go into this meeting and it's just, they worship uh, some worship band from a different church. And it was really powerful. Like the presence of God was so strong and somebody got up and shared for a little bit, couldn't tell you what they said. And they said, okay, now we're going to pray for people. And that's all it was. And it's okay, well, we're here. So basically, you know, half the people in the place get prayer. So a thousand people are lining up in lines and, and uh, they start saying, and, and they don't ask you for what you want prayer for. They say, okay, we're just going to pray. You know, God's love. All right. Sounds good. So sounds good. Okay. So, I'm there with a thousand other people <laughs> and my wife and I, and, and uh, they start, they start uh, just going down the line, just to ask God, just release releasing God's love. God, just release your love more of you, God. And, and it was one of the few times in my life that, you know, I honestly, I felt like weak need and, you know, so I'm like, wow, I, I, okay. I feel really weak need. So I, again, I, I, I'm down on the floor. I'm laying on the floor and I really sense <laughs> God's presence. I sense his presence in a strong way. And, wow. and so I'm laying there on the floor in, in this airport, old airport hangar. And I'm, and I'm, I'm saying, God, this is so good. This is so good. I thank you so much. Like, God, I can't wait to take this home back to Pittsburgh. And, and I felt the Lord say, shut up. <laughs> and, and I, that was unique. So I, so I was quiet. I'm like, okay, you know, I think God told me to shut up, you know, that type of thing. And, and then I, but I wasn't quiet real long, you know, probably less than 20 seconds. And I said, God, just thank you so much. This is such a good moment. And I felt him say to me again, shut up. What? And okay, well this, now I'm, now I'm getting, I'm saying, okay, what is this? Okay. Cause so I'm still laying there. Like they encourage you stay down on the floor. You know, if God knocks you over, it's cause he wants to say something. It's okay. All mm. right. So I'm here. God's telling me to shut up. And, and I'm like, and I couldn't be quiet for more than 30 seconds. And again, I'm saying, God, I, this is so good. Just thank you. And he again said, shut up. And at this point, I'm Rachel. I'm like, what, what, okay, what's going on? Okay, what am I, what's next? And right. I sent, I sensed him say to me, sensed him say to me, I love you. Mm. And I'm like, God, I love you too. And guess what God said? Shut, Shut up. up. Shut up. <laughs> and uh, and I, it was like he just wanted to affirm love. I love you. And mm. honestly, like for the next 24 hours, it was like 24 hours. So the next night, 
because uh, they had like some daytime meetings going on because this thing was so big with people from all over the country. But I literally, I went like 24 hours. I couldn't pray. I couldn't worship. If I went to do those things, I felt I'm just saying, impress you upon me. Shut up. I love you. Wow. Shut up. I love you. I love you. And so, I mean, I remember like the, the worship the next morning. I It's like he wouldn't even let me sing. So I love you. I went to an intercessory prayer meeting. That was a waste of time because I couldn't pray. <laughs> you know, he kept saying, kept saying that I love you. And it, 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 it revolutionized my life. Um, wow. You know, because again, I thought I understood the love of God. I thought I had a handle on it. And it, he, he turned me, I would say, right side up. Um, you know, up until that point, like I said, I, I hadn't really thought I understood the love of God. And, and some scriptures really became real to me, like uh, the, the scripture in Ephesians, where Paul says, where Paul's prayer for the Ephesian church, he says, he says, I pray that you would, that the spirit inside of you would reveal to you the height, the width, the breadth and length of God's love, which mm. is beyond understanding. And so, like, God, I feel like God's saying to me, you think you understand this. Just by the right. sheer fact that I'm here thinking I understand his love shows that I don't know his love. Mm. Like, his, he's like saying, my love's so big. Come on. You, you don't know. You don't know me. You got to draw closer. And, wow. I, I mean, he, again, he, he shattered me in the best sort of way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, I had, I, had, I had said, like, up to that point, I really thought that, that my walk with God was about my devotion to him. You know, like God, like God, I'm devoted to you. Like, geez, I'm going to set my face like Flint and I will go to Jerusalem. You know, I, 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 God come hell or high water. I am going to serve you. And, and during that, those moments, the Lord just really twisted me up and broke me because he, he let me know that, look, Gary said, your relate this, this relationship with me, it's not about your devotion to me. It's about my devotion to you. So what I found was, and it became so clear to me was this was all about God's devotion to me and, and not mm. my devotion to him. And that, again, that was revolutionary. It revolutionized yeah. my and and it it changed and it changed my wife too. My wife's experience was a was different than mine. God didn't God didn't tell her to shut up, but but that's probably because <laughs> she's more sensitive. She's more sensitive than I am. But but honestly, oh, yeah. that, that 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 had that those moments defined our lives, changed our ministry, and it was good up to then. I feel like up to that point, I was serving God from a pure heart. Uh, you know, we had already, we had planted a church, we were serving. However, it, we, we didn't have it right. You know, we didn't have, we didn't understand how good God was. And since then, scriptures have just come alive to me uh, from the prodigal son, you know, the father running to him, sweeping him. I just picture him sweeping him off his feet, uh, embracing him before the prodigal son ever even apologized in <laughs> like that mm. reality you know the the reality of first john 4 10 where it, it says this is love not that you love me but that i love you <laughs> yeah. wow wow uh uh song of solomon you know with its imagery in song of solomon 4 9 where 
where uh, the, the 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 groom is singing, saying to the bride, "You know, your love is sweeter than wine." Uh, with what with the glance of your eye, you make my heart beat faster. And the imagery of when when you know you caught somebody's eye from across the room, you know, yeah. and, and you caught their eye, and it was like, whoa, that moment's like there's a connection. Well, wow. When you when you contemplate that when God catches our attention, He is moved. Whoa! Uh, that is like it can bring a tear to my eye. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! You know, I'm, you know, I can move the heart of God when I show Him attention, when He catches my attention. You know, and to me, that's oh, not far fetched. We're talking about a we're right. talking about a God who who laid down His Son's life. I mean, certainly, and and you know, but that, again, isn't that gripping? Uh, it's gripping. I, and so these scriptures started. It really is. I, you know, go ahead. So, yeah. So again, it, but that has been the most transformative moment in my time since coming to Jesus was, and now thing is now I live. I know God. I don't know your love, but boy, I'm on a quest to know it like never before <laughs> yeah this is my quest in life oh to, man to be lost in him it's yes it's it's like your life's journey now to <laughs> find the depths of his love that is so perfect and i mean like his whole name is love isn't it like yeah, does it like it names. says in the yeah. word that he is love that he he is the embodiment of love. So I yeah. guess, yeah, like thinking about all of that. And one name that we I love Listen, one, name, one name of God that I think we forget is, he, yeah. is one of his names is Jealous. It's in Exodus Ooh. 34. My name is Jealous. Like he is jealous for us. Like he, you know, we, we all know what jealousy is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a jealous, he's a jealous lover. Yes, like whenever we put things ahead of him, it not only, you know, makes him like disheartened, but he's jealous over it, like jealous for our affection. And mm. whenever you brought up like Song of Solomon and um, the look of the eye, just the glance, you know, like that is, is powerful. And what that brings to my mind is how, I, t I talk about the secret place a lot oh, in my podcast uh, because uh, when finding out the importance and relevance and just um, excitement in the secret place, I yeah. want to share that with everyone now because I have noticed such a change in my life when I've actually devoted more significant time in that secret place with the Lord. And that picture of that glance across the room, it's like the secret place, right? That intimate time with Amen. him yes. is you giving yes. him that yes. attention and that glance. Wow. Yeah, I agree. That, I agree. That's, 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 that's so, Psalm that's so four, nine. That's chapter four, verse wow. nine. It just, oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk about jumping off the page. It's like, what, what is that? What is that? Yes. Yeah. So, so those types of scriptures just, just, just grip my soul, you know. And, and I think about, you know, twice in the Old Testament, he says, he says, like we've heard this one, like when you seek me, you'll find me, like, like he's oh, not yes. that hard to find. He's yet yeah, he's he's actually looking for hearts that he can come and fill. You know, it's so. 
he's he's not hiding from us he's not hiding exactly and i i actually heard it said like this at one point in time he it's like playing hide and seek with a toddler because you know how toddlers like <laughs> run in the middle of the room and hide behind a uh -huh. you know bag that's way smaller than they are or something yeah. you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> and it's like god is like playing hide and seek like a toddler he wants to be found it's mm. oh man that, so, that was such a good image yeah yeah yeah. So yeah. yeah, so that again, so these these things of just understanding God's goodness, uh, and and how he again he's so much better than than I think even now, he's so much better. And I, I, again, I this this these are the things that change and transform life. Everything that he's called us to be as believers, we know it's not law, right? It's love, and when we overflow with the revelation of his love. That's the good way when, we're, when we're, we should be overflowing. Absolutely. And that's when that's when you can't put the light out. You know, the light, you can't put it under a bushel. You know, it's it's too bright. Right. <laughs> it's too, you know, it's too bright. It's so bright that if you put it under a bushel, it's still little beams still shine out. You know, so that's uh, that's where I want to live. That's where he wants all of us to live. Because if you try to do this Christian walk in your own strength or something like that, you know, it is exhausting. It is exhausting to try to quote unquote, be good, you know, to, to walk this Christian <laughs> life, uh, you know, in righteousness, yeah. like there's uh, no possible right. way that we could do it. Right. Like yeah. without, without knowing his love, I know, like you said, there's no way we could all, we could know all of it, the depths of it, yeah, but so at least yeah. having a grasp of it, it's without having that grasp of it, trying to do it without it. It's just, it's, it, it's too taxing. I feel like on it's our, hard, and you know what else you, you, you can attest to this. It's also boring. Yes. It's, it's hard and boring. It, there's, <laughs> there's, there's nothing good about it. Yeah. Right. yeah but when that, oh. when that, when I can stay in that place though, of like our, our my sacrificial life and every one of us should have a sacrificial life to God. Yeah. Should be should be filled with joy. You know, yes. whether, I'm, whether listen, whether I'm putting money in the offering on Sunday, but that should be a sacrifice of joy. If it whether whether my my schedule's been interrupted, because uh, someone the neighbor needs help, it should be a, I should be, a, should be filled with joy. I have this opportunity to stand for Jesus and mm. doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, but when I'm in that place of love. Right. Absolutely. When you're when you're constantly dying, right? And yeah. learning what it means kind of every day to die of yourself, to allow him to prune off more of your flesh. Yeah, it's like, so counterintuitive. You know, it's so counterintuitive. Right. <laughs> yes, yeah. it really is. I mean, Jesus' words about lose your life and find it are just profound. Right. So, but I, I've thought of that one, too, like where Jesus makes that statement, lose your life, find your life. But again, it's it's like he's saying, look, Rachel, if you would lose your life, you will find out how good it could really be. Wow. <laughs> if, you, if you would just lose your life, you will find out what I wanted it to be all along. But as long as you keep wanting to do it your own way, you know, you're never going to find out how good it could be. I, I I take back control of my life. And how's that always work out for me? You know, it's.
I'm telling you, there's actually me and a friend met for, for dinner yesterday. And, and I, I asked her if she's seen this picture before. So I'm going to ask you And this conversation just sparked this memory. So, uh, I, I saw this picture once of a little girl holding a teddy bear, like grasping it tight. Okay. And okay. then Jesus was kneeling down and holding out his hand towards her, obviously, for, for her to give him the teddy bear, but behind his back, he held a major teddy bear. Hmm. So it was like, Jesus was saying, give me your small teddy bear or whatever it is that you're holding on to in life. And I have this big, amazing, better thing for wow. you. And I was, I was like, whoa, that's such a good picture. It's such a good, cause that picture speaks so many words, you know, of, yeah. cause what is it in our lives? Like you said, what are we holding on to thinking that we're doing good on our own? And Jesus is just holding out his hand. Like, if you just give me that, give me your life, give me that part, whatever it is, wow. I can give you so much more, so much better. That, so that's, that's a great, that's a great illustration. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause they just give me your, what you think is so good. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the whole idea of gold, you know, gold, the most valuable metal uh, yeah. you know, on earth. They're going right. to pave roads with in heaven. You know, it's, oh. it's, uh, it's, it's, we have no, it gets that whole thing though. God is good. God right. Is good. And even though I don't understand even even though again I, I don't comprehend all things I mean, no he is still good you i've got to hold fast to that reality like even job remember the job in the beginning of his story yeah. where he said hey the lord the lord gives the lord takes blessed is the name of the lord I, I, wow. i'm not going to question his goodness and, yeah. and uh i god help help us I, i'm saying i'm on a quest this love that, that was you know the thing about paul's prayer there in ephesians i was talking about you know where you know the pray that they know the love of God. Yeah. Uh, one of the profound things is again, that it's, it's what Paul didn't pray for. Like Paul's praying for the church. He doesn't pray that they can reach lost people. He doesn't pray that they can heal the sick. He doesn't pray they can cast out demons. He said, my prayer is that the spirit inside of you would reveal to you this amazing, unbelievable, overwhelming love of God. Mm. That's my prayer. Paul's, that was Paul's prayer for the church. Because you know, we think of the church, what do we think? We, we think, oh God, you know, help us reach the lost. You know, oh God, you know, help, help you know, even help us love one another. You know, but no, he's, Paul's prayer was, I pray that God, that they would know the depths of your love. Because then he says, then, because if you know his love, Absolutely. then you'll be filled up to all fullness. So, Knowing God's love is, is right. the way to get everything else. So, man, and it's profound. When you like, speak first his kingdom and his righteousness, yeah, all else is added, right? There you go. There you go. You're preaching it. Wow. Go ahead. Keep going. So good. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just, add, I'm just adding to your wisdom, but, you know, like I'm just, you know, this is, it's so good. So good, Pastor Gary. So the last question I have for you is the, the, the premise of my whole podcast is based around the scripture in Matthew 18 that says, um, and Jesus says, you know, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like 
never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And so I wanted to ask you, what when I read that scripture, what does that mean to you? What, what, what are some things, like some thoughts that you have about that specific scripture? Yeah. Yeah, but there's a, a couple different different things pop up in my mind. Um, one, of, one of the things, is, again, the simplicity of faith, you know, at times, yeah. I still want to complicate it. You know, I want to complicate it. And a lot of it is because I, I want to major on minors, you know, particularly in, in leading a church. You, you're, you're presented with problems and dilemmas uh, that people have and, you know, how do I, how do I handle these things? And how do I handle these things of people? What are the people living together and don't know what's wrong <laughs> no, to, mm. to people yeah. trying to understand the tithe? And yeah, I wait all these, I, I get caught up in all this stuff when, look, this is such, this is a simple faith. A child, mm. a child can understand this. A child yeah. can understand. And so that's like, that's one, that's one angle. Like, yeah, quit making this so complicated. This is not right. It's not complicated. And also the trust, though, of a child. That's another angle. Yes. Children just trust. You know they how it, it's like, yeah, I mean, they just trust you. They'll, they'll, Absolutely. You know, a, a, you know, my 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 three year old granddaughter who barely who doesn't really know you well. I mean, if you hold out your arms and she's standing on the couch, she's going to trust that you're going to catch her. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This, this trust. You're an adult. Certainly you're going to, you're going to keep your word. Right. So you're going to right. trust you. And, and when I, and so I think also about that child, become like a child, like trust, trust me. Like, you know, my, again, you're, you're my kids just, when they cry, they, or my, like at this point, my grandchildren, when they cry and I'm the one there, they look for me. They come looking. Mm. You don't have to talk them into it. Now they they trust that you will comfort them. Wow. And another aspect of just be like a child. Can you please just keep it simple? Trust me. <laughs> trust. Yes. Trust me. Uh, and then the other side of of that whole idea is, is the whole thing of serving. You know, I mean, when mm. and yeah, and that that continues. But that the whole child thing, though, I, those are the two things that profoundly touch me. You know, I love that. Dad, help, dad, help us keep it simple. Right. Simple. You know, it's all this other stuff doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, exactly. So. Yeah, that's that's why I called this um, and, and uh, on my cover of the podcast, the unadult part is capitalized because that's my whole my whole main point is learning to unadult ourselves, because like you said, like we can really complicate things sometimes. Yeah, and right. the simplicity, like you said, of our faith, truly down to the, the, the bare bones of it, it really is very simple and yes. God doesn't want us to be overcomplicating things because then it just bogs us down on the details. You know, Absolutely. let him take the details, let him take care of all of that. Like, and then you just, like you said, take him at his word, trust yes. that he is good, trust that he will give everything that he can for you. Like, like the, uh, I love the story of the persistent widow who like is going to the judge constantly and finally like wears him down. Right. And it's like, <laughs> how much better of a God do we have than that judge who got worn down? Like our, our God and our father can never just be worn down, yeah. you know, but he, he just, 
he wants us to persist in everything, but continue to trust, right? Like that's, Absolutely. that's, it's so beautiful. And, and, and I love whenever you said, you know, they, when they get hurt or something like that, they look for you. And it's like, when, how often, when we get upset, if we can be honest, like how often do we instantly turn to the father or do yeah. we go and, and try to fix it ourselves or try to look for that oh, worldly, you know, thing that maybe could make us happy or something like that. You know, how often do we just turn to the father instantly and say, like, this just happened. I need you, you know, yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to be better at that. Yeah. yeah. So often I said, we, yeah, we look up right away. Oh God, help me. And then we reach for our own solution. (laughs) God, I I always say like, we, we pray for 30 seconds and worry for 30 minutes. You know, it's like, that's so true. (laughs) I did call on the Lord. Did you pray? Yes. Okay. But compared to how long that you worried, but what, what, give me a ratio here. You know? Right. That's so true. Because like, what, what, what good is it to worry? You know, cause it's like, it says right in the word, like why worry about tomorrow when today has its own trouble? Oh like there's, yeah. there's just no reason for it. And, and we can just take our burdens and he'll be like, sweet. I have an easy yoke. Here you go. Like it's, oh, it's, yeah. it sounds but I guess in the heat of the moment, it for especially adults, we are just like we get in our own heads about it. But sure that's uh, my whole my whole goal of this podcast is to just learn and grow together and um, learning to unadult all of that jumbled <laughs> mess, Amen. you know. Well, perfectly, this helps. Perfectly, perfectly, this uh, this will inspire. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I so. Yes. I so appreciate it. I I knew that you would, you know, be perfect, um, uh, to come on because I just love your heart for Jesus. And like, you've, you've lived a lot of life in him and you're like, you don't, you don't just think because you're older and you've done life, uh, for, for longer that, you know, more like you, you are all, you're, you're so humble to admit, like, I am always learning. And my life's goal is to learn the love. God in deeper ways yeah. all the time like that that right there i wish that all pastors preachers whatever you want to call them would would be this way because i feel like so much so many more people would uh you know be comfortable mm-hmm. to come to church and to experience a family uh of god if if more preachers weren't acting like they were you know um better well, or, or something yeah, like that times, but yeah. I mean, pastors feel they feel pressure to perform and sure yeah you know, it's it's demanding but that's where we yes. that's, but that's where we complicate everything right complicate it's like no it's it's simple i mean say paul's prayer for the church was not to be better preachers not to he said give god give them creative ways to share their faith <laughs> no that wasn't yes that, that wasn't paul's prayer he said man i just pray that the holy ghost reveals to you how good god is and how big he, how great his love is. And then you'll be good. If you can stay, yeah. if you can figure that out, you're going to be really good. <laughs> so, amen. Well, I appreciate those kind words, though. Wow, come on. Those were some of the most beautiful and simple truths ever. I loved every second of that. But one part that stuck out to me the most was when he said, I realized that it wasn't about my devotion to him, 
but it was about his devotion to me. I think we can all agree that the pursuit of knowing the depths of the Father's love is a lifelong journey. But as we learn more about it, it truly does change everything. It changes us from the inside out, our thoughts, motives, mindsets, and more. They're transformed in the presence of our Creator. Until next time, go in love and light.